Welcome to the Pipe Cottage Podcast. We're glad you stopped by. Now grab a pipe, fire up a bowl, and enjoy the conversation. Here's your host, Dr. Alan Harrelson. Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome back to the Pipe Cottage. It's a beautiful day here in Kentucky, and I am so thankful for the sunshine. It's been raining here a great deal over the past several days. The creeks are pretty high. The branches on the place are running with water. But uh, it's good to be in Kentucky today. I wasn't born in Kentucky, but I got here as quick as I could. And there is no other place in the world that I would rather be living at this moment in my life. I'm tired of winter, though. I can tell you I'm ready for spring to start sprouting up. But I'm hopeful. This time of year, I'm really hopeful about a lot of things. And I think it has to do with the changing of the seasons. We are tired of the drudgery and the, the, the cold of the wintertime. But spring is on the way. The daffodils are in bloom down in the bottom next to the creek. And God is good today. God is good. Paul Harvey, uh, some of you may know who Paul Harvey was, some of you younger folks may not, but when I was a boy, there were two people who, was, who were on the radio in my daddy's pickup truck on a regular occasion, Paul Harvey and Randy Travis. Paul Harvey spoke to over 20 million people for his radio broadcast, and he was on the air from the 1950s until about 15 years ago when he died. But one of the favorite quotes of mine from Paul Harvey is, it says this, Man, despite his artistic pretensions, his sophistication, and his many accomplishments, owes his existence to a six-inch layer of topsoil and the fact that it rains. <laughs> it's uh, a wonderful thing to be grounded, to recognize the importance of agriculture. Now, my little hound dog is trying to get up here. I don't need him to, her, to be a a part of this video uh, today. Our, our new bloodhound is named Maple, and uh, she is turning out to be a precious, precious doll. We're so glad to have her here. But this quote from, from, from Paul Harvey keeps me in mind of agriculture. Of course, you know that agrarianism and agriculture is a major theme on this channel. But if it wasn't for that six-inch layer of topsoil and the fact that it rains... We wouldn't have pipe tobacco, because pipe tobacco, as you know, is an agricultural product. And so it's, there's a lot of prof profound things in life, but most of, of what we care about boils down to pretty simple things. Puppy, get away from there. Maple, come here. Come over here. Um, I visited the Gatlinburlier pipe shop in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I visited the Gatlinburlier a couple days ago. 
and I got this pipe and I, and I got the blend that's in this pipe and I want to talk to you about it. The pipe, I debated whether to buy it because it was kind of pricey. They had a, a price on it that was a few hundred dollars but uh, I got a little discount on it. It's a 1986 Savinelli Autograph. I wanted this pipe because it's a birth year pipe for me. I have never owned a pipe that was made in 1986. And it was never smoked. They had a long-time customer there at the Gatlin Burlier who passed away some weeks ago, and the wife of the customer sold his pipe collection to the Gatlin Burlier. And a part of that collection was uh, an unsmoked 1986 Savinelli collection autograph pipe. And buddy, I tell you, I'm really liking the way it smokes. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, let me tell you about the blend that's in it. I'm fairly impressed with this. I'm, and I've been enjoying this particular blend in this pipe ever since I, I got them the other day. Smoked it several times. And no, this is not a paid advertisement. I just want to tell you about this. Um, this is a blend entitled Not No Local. They've got a uh, puppy. Get out from under there. Can't you see? You're going to mess up my camera and everything. I have to shut the door. That little old bloodhound's tearing up the place around here. They got a blend in the store, one of the house blends. It's 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 entitled No Local. <laughs> it's a, a a Balkan blend. Pretty strong. But what they did is they took No Local, a pretty strong Balkan blend, and they added some burley to it and created a new blend entitled Not No Local. And folks, I'm going to tell you what, I really enjoy it. I think Mr. Dave, who's been working in that shop for 30 years, uh, came up with this blend. But Richard is, is the guy who's been managing the store more or less for the bulk of my lifetime. He's been there since, I guess, the 1980s or the early 90s. I'm not sure exactly what year he started working there, but Richard has a YouTube channel entitled The Dread Tiger. I mean, I, if you want uh, some philosophical commentary about pipe smoking and pipe culture, you really need to go subscribe to The Dread Tiger. I like Richard a whole lot. Uh, he, he's just a precious man. He's a godly man, and buddy, he knows his pipes and his tobacco. So if you get a chance to check it out, order you some not no local pipe tobacco from the Gatlin Burlier. They've got, I think, over 50 house blends. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about house blends in a minute, particularly in relationship to cellaring tobacco. I've got a lot of questions about cellaring tobacco, so just hang on a minute. I also want to tell you about a cigar that they have there. A house cigar that I found to be very impressive. It's a barber pole cigar. And for those of you who don't know what a barber pole cigar is, it has 
two or three different kind of wrapper leaves. Looks like a barber pole or a candy cane. It's a beautiful cigar. And don't ask me all the different leaves that are in it. Uh, but they gifted me one of those cigars, and I smoked it the night after we got back from Gatlinburg and came back to the house. And, oh, did I ever more like the taste of that thing. It's not overpowering. I like cigars, but I like a strong flavor, but I don't like a nicotine hit. I do not want that. But uh, the flavor of that cigar was strong enough to keep me interested. There was something about it that kept me interested the whole entire time. I think that there are some good house pipe blends and good house cigars out there that we need to pay more attention to. There's a pipe shop down in, uh, well, a pipe and cigar shop down in Charleston, South Carolina. I don't recall the name of the shop right off the top of my head. I wasn't planning on mentioning the shop in this video, but, um, it, it's, they've got a cigar down there entitled Secession. And, oh, man, ooh, ooh, that's good. And it's it's a house cigar. I mean, the Country Squire down in Jackson, Mississippi, they've got some fantastic Maduro cigars that I keep in my humidor on a regular occasion. But this is not a cigar channel. We're not here to talk about cigars. But I do enjoy a good cigar every once in a while. So check out the Gatlin Burleo. It's, it's worth your time. Order some stuff from them. They didn't pay me to say anything about that. I just like them. I like the folks who run the store, and I like the products that they offer. I had to keep me a notepad here today, a, a piece of paper, because i got a lot I want to talk about, and I'm not going to remember all of it. Let's talk a little bit about cellar and tobacco um, while I fire up this bowl one more time. Now, cellaring is highly important. Now, I've mentioned this briefly in the past in a couple of different videos, but the reason you cellar is to age tobacco, to give it a better uh, flavor over time, and to build a collection uh, because the price of tobacco is not going to be any cheaper than what it is now. It's never going to be cheaper than what it is now. So how do I sell a tobacco? I have probably too much tobacco in my house. If my wife were on this video with me, or this podcast for those of you who are listening to that, she would be able to tell you in no uncertain terms that our house is filled with tobacco in almost every nook and cranny. I've got an old antique quilt chest, a blanket chest, whatever they were called, in my house that's packed full of tin tobacco. I've got two large cabinets uh, that were once used as um, a place to store dishes. They're full of tobacco. The bottom shelves and drawers of my writing desk is full of tobacco. I have a couple of cabinets in the kitchen that are full of tobacco. 
So why is all why is all of it in the house? Because when you sell in tobacco, you need to pay attention to temperature and humidity. You do not want to store tobacco in a garage or an outbuilding that is not climate controlled because the uh, temperature changes over time can create some drastic effects to your tobacco leaf. It's always best to keep your tobacco cellar inside the house. So that's what I do. Now, here lately I have been selling bulk tobacco blends because it's cost effective and quite frankly I have been enjoying the taste of bulk tobacco blends here lately far more than anything that comes in a tin. I mean I put up a pound of Sutliff's holiday mixture the other day. I put up a pound of uh, Persian slipper from Watch City Cigars. Put up a half a pound of their Nor'easter blend. And I really like uh, Cornell and Dill's folklore and I bought a pound of that and I'm selling that too. So when you buy stuff in bulk, just stick it in a mason jar, a ball jar, put it in a dark place like in a cabinet or um, in a closet and it will keep for years and years. It just, it'll, I would argue in fact that tobacco will keep better in a mason or a ball jar better than it will in the tin that it came in, especially if you're going to be buying stuff from Sutliff, including a lot of the Seattle Pipe Club material. The Seattle Pipe Club material, as you may know, is manufactured by Sutliff now. All the old Joe Langford blends. And they put those blends in a cardboard type tin that is not suitable for long-term storage. I mean, I have... I bought probably six or eight tins of plum pudding last year and I immediately opened them all up and put them in mason jars because I don't want to keep uh, tobacco long term in the, the, in the Sutliff tins the way that Sutliff is currently doing it. Now for Cornell and Deal uh, tins, yeah, that would probably last a little while longer because it's airtight. It's an entirely metal tin as of right now if, unless they change their production methods. But there's only a handful of Cornell and Deal blends that I'll even buy anymore. Most of the blends that I'm smoking now are house blends from um, people who are uh, operating pipe shops around the country and they're making their own stuff. The Country Squire, uh, Arrowhead from Paul's Pipe Shop in Flint, Michigan. I've mentioned that shop before. They've got some wonderful blends. Watch City Cigars, of course. Uh, McCraney's out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The Gatlin Burlier out of Tennessee. And uh, Strauss Tobacconist uh, out of Cincinnati, and Florence, Cincinnati, Ohio, and Florence, Kentucky. Uh, they are most famous for their Sleepy Hollow blend that comes out every fall, but they've got many others. So I guess this is my challenge to you to support the small blending houses. Um, I am not impressed with 90% of the stuff that Cornell Adil comes out with. I'm not impressed with 90% of the stuff that comes from Sutliff or McBaron. But the remaining 10% of, of the product from those companies that I do sell is outstanding.
but support these 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 smaller pipe shops. Buy some bulk material and put it in jars and build that cellar. Build it and build it some more, because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, the United States Congress could could in fact pass a law within the next two or three years that says, okay, it's going to be you're going to have to pay a lot of taxes on tin tobacco and bulk tobacco, but I'm not waiting on that to happen. I'm building my cellar now. If I had to estimate, if I had to estimate, I've probably got enough of tobacco in my house if I smoke one to three bowls a day, which is moderation levels. If I were to smoke one to three bowls a day, I would be able to have a bowl of tobacco probably for the next 15 years without having to buy another 10 or another ounce. Now that's a conservative estimation. But I have a problem. I like buying tobacco and I like buying pipes, so I'll probably just keep on building my own cellar and I would encourage you to do the same. Now let's move on. Let's talk about something else. Hold me while, excuse me, excuse me while I... Uh, take a swig of this Coca-Cola right here. That's a Diet Coke. I just, I can't stand the taste of regular Coca-Cola and I hadn't been able to find my ginger ale in the stores here lately. Must be a shortage. I wanted to announce again that we have a YouTube membership going on. And it's grown considerably. We have several dozen people now who have signed up for this YouTube membership. And all it is, you go to the YouTube channel and the Pipe Cottage channel homepage, and there's a join button there. Just click on that and it'll tell you what you need to do. I think we are, we've only got one level now. It's like $3.99 a month. But what you get through that is access to Pipe Cottage live streams that we're going to be doing. And I'm going to eventually create my own Pipe Cottage forum that is exclusively for members as well. We're creating our own sort of Pipe Cottage culture here, uh, our own community. We've got over 15,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel now, which is phenomenal for a pipe-centric, for, for pipe-centric content. I don't know what in the world the podcast is doing, but I'm so thankful and so honored and blessed and and, and, and grateful for the support that we've got. So uh, our first uh, live stream is going to be tonight at 8 p.m. So if you see this video in time and you want to join our membership and become part of that, we're going to be talking about International Pipe Smoking Day and we're going to celebrate pipe smoking on our first live stream tonight. And uh, you will be able to chat with me and any questions you have, uh, you, you're certainly welcome to share them. And I hope that we'll have some good fellowship and a good time visiting with one another. So check out the Pipe Cottage membership if that's something you're interested in. I wanted to also tell you that I'm going to try to grow my own tobacco here at my farm in Kentucky this year. I've already selected a spot for it, getting the ground ready, and I've ordered my seed. I've got some Virginia gold coming. I've got burley and oriental uh, tobacco leaf coming. We'll see how it does in Kentucky soil, of course. Burley always does good in Kentucky soil. Kentucky is one of the main burley producing states in the country. So I'm 
toying with the idea of bringing you along on that journey and making some video content about planting the seed, growing it, cultivating it, and uh, curing it, and then eventually smoking it. And I would like to come up with my own uh, pipe cottage blends through tobacco that we grow on this land. And I have to go back to that Paul Harvey quote. Man, despite his artistic pretensions, his sophistication, and his many accomplishments, owes his existence to a six-inch layer of topsoil and the fact that it rains. Folks, we owe our hobby to the, to, to the earth, to the soil itself. If it were not for good tobacco farmers and people who knew how to make a living from the land, we wouldn't have any tobacco leaf to put in our bowls. We oftentimes forget about the American farmer and farmers across the world, but I don't see how you can do that when you're a tobacco uh, pipe smoker. I wanted to give a shout out to a viewer of mine who sent me some seed, uh, some uh, Indian Peace Pipe tobacco seed, and the botanical name for this is uh, Nicotiana sylvestris. Uh, that is, it's not the same as Nicotiana tobaccum, which is what we put in our pipes. Nicotiana sylvestris, Indian Peace Pipe tobacco, is in, it's a tobacco plant, but it is used primarily these days for its uh, fragrance and its uh, floral appeal. I've seen some photographs of this plant online and oh my goodness gracious, that thing is so pretty. It gets about four to six feet tall and it has these beautiful flowers that come out on top of it and they bloom toward the evening time every day. Uh, at, least, at least that's my understanding of it. And so I had a viewer of mine, Michael is his name, who sent me a wonderful, sweet, just a, a, a letter, a handwritten letter through the mail and a packet, a package of these Indian peace pipe seeds that came from his garden. And so, Mr. Michael, if you're watching this video, I do thank you, sir. I'm most appreciative, and I do hope that we can continue our correspondence. Um, so... As you know, uh, International Pipe Smoking Day is February 20th, which is two days from now. And pipe smoking is something that we should celebrate. It's, it's not something that the whole world understands, but I think there are more and more people getting into pipe smoking now than probably there's ever been before. Uh, I have gone on record on this channel saying several times that it's a dying art. I may be wrong about that. I am now of the opinion that pipe smoking is gaining popularity. I had an email correspondence with an old um, friend of mine from South Carolina. He's a history professor, been a history professor for years and years. He's in his 80s now. He's retired. And um, he likes cigars and he may smoke pipes. I don't know, but mostly I see him smoke cigars. And he told me the other day, he said, uh, a lot of the health concerns that people have now stems from the industrial, modern production of cigarettes. He said, but tobacco in its premium forms, pipe smoking and cigars, have offered comfort to generations of people for several hundreds of years. 
So that's the context in which I'm celebrating pipe smoking during this year's International Pipe Smoking Day. It provides comfort to me. It provides comfort to you. And I'm thankful to the Lord for it. Jerry Clower, uh, Jerry Clower from Mississippi said years ago that if you have something in your life that you can't honestly thank the Lord for, then you'd better do without it. But I love pipe tobacco and pipe smoking, and I know you do too. So let's celebrate it this week. Let's celebrate the pipe, celebrate pipe tobacco and all the wonderful people who make this community and this industry work. That's all I wanted to talk about today. Just wanted to touch base. I'm about to go and plant some more apple trees on the farm. I planted some yesterday and I'm getting ready to plant some more today, taking advantage of this sunshine. May even fit in a horse ride. Can't never tell. But until we have a chance to meet again, this is Alan Harrelson with the Pipe Cottage. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May you enjoy the International Pipe Smoking Day 2023. Thank you for stopping by. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Pipe Cottage Podcast with Dr. Alan Harrelson. We look forward to visiting with you on our next episode. 